0: He's too convicted. He's the number one high school football podcaster in America. He's the number one scout in the country. Coast to coast. Gold state to the sunshine state. Giving it to you raw and uncut like the meat at the liquor store on the corner. KM the GM. Nobody does it better. Buckle up, folks. It's time for the truth. Let's fuck it. Welcome again now listening to the Transparent Truth. It's the truth and we're back. Man, it's like season four, year four. It's your boy Coach Keith. Excited to uh, be back for season four and I've had some time off, had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back and I'm excited about um, this season. I'm excited about this year. So much going on across the world in high school football, but most importantly, um, I'm safe. My family's safe. Everybody's healthy, hopefully. You guys are as well. So let's go ahead and get this show started. We're going to open up with a little bit of recruit report. All right, recruiting for the day, um, I think it centers around three players and three different classes. First, I want to start off with uh, the number one prospect in the country, Corey Foreman, uh, was committed to Clemson, had been a big LSU lean, but I think that steam is worn off. was back at Clemson this past weekend, heard he had a great visit, but I've got a feeling the Arizona State Sun Devils could creep in and snatch the nation's number one player out of Centennial High School in Corona. Arizona State and Centennial have, have a long history. Guys like Bontez okay, they got a long history of great players coming from Centennial going over to Arizona State in the Valley of the Sun, playing for the Sun Devils. I have a sneaky suspicion Corey Foreman's going to end up playing for Herm Edwards there in Tempe. So be on the lookout for that. I want to take it across the country. Lake City, Florida, Columbia High School, 2022 wide receiver, Marcus Peterson. Maybe the hottest prospect in the 2022 class. Um, he's up to 20-plus offers just you know, weeks ago. It feels like just maybe two months ago, maybe. He had zero offers. And we've we we had we, we've built up a relationship, uh, myself and Marcus. And I told him, dude, you're a baller. You're going to have 30-plus offers. This is when he had maybe one, maybe he had zero at the time. Well, he just got offer number twenty from Louisville. So congratulations to Marcus Peterson, out of Columbia High School in Lake City, Florida. Big time player, six foot four, two hundred pound receiver, also a basketball player and run and jump and dunk and catch the ball and break tackle. He's just a big guy that can do little guy things. I really like him as a prospect. He's got a big time future if he continues to work and develop and grow. And then out of the twenty twenty three class, I want to shout out. Mr. Malachi Nelson from here in SoCal, Los Alamitos High School, the nation's number one 2023 quarterback and possibly the nation's number one 23 overall prospect, 6'3", 190 pounds, and uh, has turned into a great athlete overnight, it seems. uh, He's really improved his body, added good weight, good muscle, still lean and ripped. Loves the way he throws the ball. Love his leadership. Love his intangibles, his smarts. Got to be a great player for Los Alamitos whenever season comes back for SoCal football. But nevertheless, uh, took a big trip to Clemson a few weeks back, took a trip to Bama. It may come down to those two. Uh, with with both schools having California quarterbacks in the wings, waiting their turns with DJ and Bryce, this could go any way for Malachi. And, uh, We'll be interested to see which he de- which he decides or which one he chooses at some point in time. But, of course, he's in the 2023 class, so he's got more than enough, um, more than enough opportunity to see both programs, watch how they develop over the course of the next couple of years. Um, but I think it's going to come down to Clemson and Alabama, so we'll see which way he goes. Anyway, that's my recruiting for today. Going to bring a lot more recruiting um, kind of as we move forward in the show over the next few weeks and so on and so forth. My guy, Marcus Peterson, from Columbia High School. He is my five-star Friday guest coming up later on this week. So make sure you tune in. You're going to like this kid. Great personality. uh, Very good sense of humor. Great football player. Wants to be a student. Uh, I really like him. And I think you guys are going to like him, too. Be ready for the interview this coming Friday. All right? Time to move along. Time to do a little bit of a recap. So, man, the pandemic has been a beast. Uh, Again, hopefully everybody's staying safe Um, If you're quarantining in the house Hey, good for you if that's what you choose to do If you're not in the house quarantining But you're out staying safe, good for you as well It's been one heck of a nine month stretch I mean, I know my quarantine started in March, mid-March And uh, we're now into December Which is mind boggling, just to even think about But um, a little bit of a recap Started something, you know, new and innovative and creative, something different in the industry. It's called Showcase Football. Very, very exciting uh, platform for players to to learn how to play the game the right way, be taught by great coaches, and get a chance to go out and compete um, at a high level. Real football. No one-hand touch, no two-hand touch. This is really fast, physical, but smart football. And um, it's something that's growing rapidly and excited to share What I have coming up in the near future with Showcase Football, but I'm excited. Um, Southern California event went great. Over 125 middle school kids on a Saturday. Over 250 high school kids on a Sunday. It was a great event. Even though it rained and the weather was poor, we still got it in. And the kids seemed to have fun. The parents loved it. I thought the kids looked great in their gear. It's really good competition. Um, You know, Everything has not ended well with the SoCal event, just in terms of uh, the testing with the, with the rain and the malfunction. We've had a lot of difficult times kind of retrieving that data, but we have, and uh, we're trying to get it out as soon as we can. So, SoCal athletes and parents, please sit tight. We'll get it to you as quick as we can. It's going to take a little bit of time. Moving on, uh, NorCal Showcase. Eleven twenty-two, which was November 22nd, a little bit over a week ago. Excellent turnout. Wanted to reduce the numbers. Just because when you get too many numbers at a showcase, it becomes a logistical problem. So we had 150 kids total in NorCal um, high school event, and I loved it. It was enough to get the type of uh, reps in action and, and situational stuff that we wanted to get into, but not too many to where... Guys weren't able to be satisfied with the round of reps that they got. NorCal Showcase was great. So, anyways, SoCal Showcase, Malachi Nelson, quarterback, Los Alamitos, who I mentioned earlier, was our MOP um, defensively. Um, our MOP was Mason Graham, Servite High School, defensive lineman, outstanding job by him. Um, NorCal, MOP, Jaden Rashada. Pittsburgh High School, big-time 2023 quarterback, dual-threat kid. Um, our defensive MVP was Trevor Moser, uh, legacy high school out in Nevada. So <clears throat> really good players, uh, really good competition, really good coaching, and I just love the energy and the passion and the emotion that comes along with Showcase Football. It's, it's an, actually like a real college football practice or game, and it's fast and it's intense and it's physical, and guys really get after it. And, I'm going to continue developing that platform and with my coaches and with my partners, and we're going to make it as best as we can make it for the parents and the kids that are out there who want to play football in the off season, but reduce the chance of injury. And I'm excited about that. Let's move along. Uh, want we'll talk a little bit of college football, right? You got college football playoffs going to be coming up here. soon. Bama's number one, Notre Dame's two, Clemson's three, Ohio state's four. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Alabama, they look like they're two touchdowns better than everybody this year. They've got a loaded squad. Um, Notre Dame, pleasantly surprised with Notre Dame. I think Ian Buck, the quarterback, um, is a I never say die type of guy. He's going to make plays. He's going to run around. He's going to wheel his way to making a throw. I like Notre Dame's defense as well. I think they got some difference makers. Hamilton, um, safety, I really like him. I think Clark Lee is a, is a really good coach. I knew Clark from back in the day in the mid two thousands of the UCLA, where he was an intern. So I like what Notre Dame is doing. I love Javon McKinley, Centennial Corona, uh, former wide receiver doing a great job. So Notre Dame looks good. Clemson, you know, they're, they're beating up on lesser opponents, but you know, you can't count out Trevor Lawrence at all. can't discount him. Um, he's as talented as one could be at the quarterback position. Um, and then, of course, they got running back Trevor, Trevor Etienne, who's a miniature version of Alvin Kamara from the New Orleans Saints. I love him to death. And uh, Clemson, they're going to be all right. I think the defense is probably going to come along. i to see Brian Brezzi back making plays from the interior. Um, they got some defensive backs on the back end who are highly recruited, really skillful, really athletic. So you got Clemson, then you got Ohio State. And I'm a little – some questions there with Ohio State I think maybe Florida might be a better pick for that fourth spot we'll see how that shakes out but Ohio State of course they got Justin Fields who's probably going to be the number two pick in the draft you know in April Uh, they've got some talented wide receivers their defense looks not as strong as it has been in the past of course Jeff Halfley their defensive coordinator is now the head coach at Boston College but Ohio State um Interesting. I think they got to finish the season really strong. I really do. I know Indiana gave them, you know, a big scare. Uh, I think Florida is really good. I think Texas A&M has, has an excellent defense. Uh, offense has a lot to be desired in terms of passing the ball or in the passing game, but uh, they got a really good run game and a really, really good offensive line. So, uh, college football playoffs is going to be interesting. If, you, if I had to say right now. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, it's a good chance that Alabama's going to beat Florida. And I think Texas A&M, they get into the playoff because I think they beat Oklahoma. So you're talking about Bama A&M. And then you talk about Clemson, Ohio state, which is a rematch of last year's semifinals, Clemson, Ohio state, and then Bama A&M, which I think is a problem. Um, Bama already blew them out earlier this year, and, and Kelly Mine is struggling to throw the football. Anyways, that's college football playoffs. It's going to be interesting. Um, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit of a Heisman race. It's synonymous with the college football playoffs. Well, you listen, I've got to tip my cap. I am not a Mac Jones fan. I was not, but he's won me over a little bit this year. He's improved dramatically. I think that competition with Bryce Young really made him step his game up. Um Mac Jones quarterback for Alabama has had an unbelievable year. Of course, they're loaded on offense. They got a great offensive line, they got a great running back, they got great receivers. But Mac Jones has played really well. Got to give him credit. Got to tip my cap uh Love Kyle Trask over there at Florida, a guy who did not even start his junior year of high school at quarterback was was a two-star or a three-star recruit and all he's done is wait his turn. Um uh, you know, had a decent year last year, kind of like how Burrow did his junior year um, at LSU and then has blown up his senior year. And Kyle Trask, to me, he and Mac Jones are neck and neck. And then I think some skilled guys deserve some love. Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver. Jamar Jefferson, running back Oregon State, who's had an unbelievable start to his Junior campaign. I mean, he just ripped up Oregon for over 200 yards. And then what about Kyle Pitts from Florida? If he did not get hurt and miss, I think he missed one or two games, he would be in my top two in terms of Heisman. I mean, this this dude's unbelievable. And uh, I said at the beginning of the year, he's the best tight end in the country easily. For me, he's a top ten pick. Uh, this guy's a, a mismatch, 6'6", 240. He's got the applic- applicable length. He's got applicable speed. He's just a, a playmaker, man. He can run routes. He can catch balls over the top of people. He can go down on the ground and get it. Kyle Pitts from Florida is just a dog, and I love his game. He, there's nothing he can't do as a receiving threat, and uh, he deserves some Heisman consideration, especially if he didn't miss one or two games. But, anyways, those are you know my Heisman uh, favorites or front runners. I think at the end of the day. I think Mac Jones is probably going to win it because I don't know who's going to stop him in Bama. Um, and that's a nice segue to my next segment. Um, Alabama at LSU. It's going down this weekend, December the 5th. I'll be in attendance, headed out to Baton Rouge for that game. Headed out for multiple reasons. Number one, I want to spend some time alone with my wife because we got three kids and we never get a long time. Uh, number two, I'm going out there to support um TJ Fenley, LSU quarterback on I'm very close with, it's like a nephew to me. And um I get a chance to fly over to Atlanta on Sunday and go to my favorite restaurant, Spon Divits. If you've never been to Spon Divits in Atlanta, do yourself a favor and go there. Hey Spon Divits, if you'd like to sponsor the transparent truth, you give me a call, let me know. It's a free plug though. Uh Spon is my favorite restaurant. They've got this garlic butter kind of seasoning on their crab and their shrimp is to die for. So I'm looking forward to getting over to Atlanta and going to Spongebob and spending the night there and then flying back to New Orleans, hanging out in the French Quarter and then coming back home. But Alabama LSU, that's what's going on this Saturday. It's going to be a tough game for LSU for multiple reasons. Number one, I think that this is a young LSU team. I mean, they got freshmen everywhere freshman quarterback, freshman receivers, um, freshman corner, um, freshman defensive end. I mean, they, they've got a lot of young guys, and talented, but young. bama has got a lot of talented guys with experience. Whenever you get that versus that, normally the talented and experienced guys dominate. There's always usually one way to attack. Alabama. It's attack them on the edges in terms of the passing game and attack them, you know, between the tackles in the running game. I don't know if LSU has the personnel to do that. Their best receiver, wide receiver, senior, Terrence Marshall, he just opted out, which basically yeah. means uh, he decided he didn't, he didn't want to play anymore and that he wanted to get prepared for the draft. And it's hard for me to understand um, why anyone would do that the week of a rivalry game and, and then go on and go face the best competition that he was going to face all year um, against Patrick Sertain and Josh Joe. But that's his decision. And I know that the LSU family supports him, but I, I don't feel great about it. I'm just going to be honest. And, and I like Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall, I like him. He's a good player. He's a good kid, but I do do not agree with kids in the middle of a season during a rivalry game week, nonetheless, opting out, choosing to prepare for the NFL draft. Now, if you're going to opt out the season before the season, fine. But once you commit to playing, I'm going to need you to finish that season off. I mean, what what type of precedent are we setting um, for these kids? You know, allowing this to happen I, I guess I say allowing it because I don't know, you know what adults what other adults may feel about this or what they may think but I'm just going to tell you what I think if you've committed to playing you finish quitting or opting out in the middle of the season before your toughest opponent in a rivalry game is not okay for me for me It's not okay. I mean, what are you going to do when you're married? Are you just going to opt out of your marriage and say, you know what? I'm going to take some time to work on myself. Or are you you, going to opt out on your kids? Um, I mean, I know that's extreme, but we're all creatures of habit. And if it's okay for you just to walk away from your team, your quote unquote brothers in the middle of the season, you may feel like it's okay to walk away from your wife or your family or your kids at some point in time, which really bothers me. I don't think it's a good look at all. Um, same way with transfers guys wanting to transfer the day after a game day after a game, I'm transferring. Listen, man, I don't have an issue with you transferring, but to quit the team in the middle of the season and decide to transfer does not sit well with me. Once you make a decision, I'm going to need you to sit with that decision, stick with it, and see that decision through. And when the season is over, then reevaluate things. But to quit or to opt out or to transfer in the middle of a season, especially the week versus the number one team in the country in a rivalry game. When you are a senior and the rest of your squad is very young, You're talking about leaving guys for dead. I just, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. And I think this is going to have very negative implications for the future for college football. I really do. I can see guys trying this down the road. And that's going to be a nightmare. Can you imagine a guy, you know, by the likes of Trevor Lawrence going into the, the, ACC championship game or whatever against Notre Dame saying, you know what, I'm opting out, getting ready for the draft. What type of mess is that? That is not okay. We, we, gotta, we gotta do something to curtail that. We gotta nip this in the bud quick. We're just gonna get out of control and you're not gonna be able to control you're not gonna be able to handle it. And these kids are gonna be out here doing whatever, whenever, and that can't happen. You can't let the inmates run the asylum per se. Yes. You have a choice to do what you want to do, but once you've committed to something, I need you to see that through until the season is over. Our commitments—excuse me—our transfers and opt-outs going to ruin college football as we know it. That's a question we all need to ponder, and we—I think—we need to figure out a better way to get things done. We need to figure out a better way. Of, of, of presenting choice to these young people because I think it's getting a little bit out of control and and I don't like where it's going so you know that's my that's my rant for today um and that kind of brings me to a close please on Friday check out my five-star Friday show again Lake City Florida Columbia high School wide receiver in 2022 class Marcus Peterson he'll be my guest. You're going to enjoy this. Trust me. Marcus is a good kid. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun together on the podcast, and we'll get a chance to go back and forth and shoot the worms. All right? Anyways, that does it for Coach Keith. Transparent Truth. Season 4, Year 4, Episode 1. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.